Hi, I'm Kristen Brunius, and this is the Overcomers Podcast. I am so excited for you to hear the stories of incredible people overcoming trials and turning them into triumphs. From everyday moms and dads to entrepreneurs to community leaders and beyond, you'll see how everyone has a story of overcoming, and those stories are what connect us all. Let's hop right in. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you about a new free 12-week coaching program that I'm starting soon. It's called Stress Less, and it's focused on the foundations of health, accountability, encouragement, and community. Each week, we will meet on Zoom to discover where we're stuck. We'll learn new concepts, we'll encourage each other, and we'll set goals for the week. If you've been looking for a way to have a stress-free season and you need a guide, let's chat. Message me as soon as possible. Space is limited. All right. Let's hop on to the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Overcomers, Stories of Trials and Triumphs. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to these stories. Today, I am so excited and honored. I have my very first international guest, my friend Krista from Canada. Sometimes I forget that we live in different countries because, I mean, it's Canada, whatever. Um But before we get started, I wanted to check with you guys. Did you guys get a chance to listen to Satinka's story last week? It was a powerful one. If you didn't, go back, listen to it. Um, There's so many good things in her story. And so I just wanted to make reference to that. Also, will you do me a favor and make sure you hit the subscribe button? I don't really know what I'm doing on this podcast, but I know that that subscribe button is a pretty big deal. And so that helps me to get these stories out there and for God to use these stories for his glory. And I just rhymed and didn't even mean to. Your stories, his glory. (laughs) Um, And if you feel gracious enough, please also hit that five-star button. From what I've been told, that's also a pretty big deal too. The podcast is available just about everywhere. Um, I know we're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and I'm working on more. If you have any suggestions, just let me know. Um, and go ahead and share with your friends and just tell them to pick their favorite platform and you can just search it. All right. Well, Krista, super glad to have you here. I know quite a bit of your story because I think we've been friends, I'd say probably about 10 years-ish. But I know that I'm going to hear some more as we're chatting. But I just want to set the background a little bit. So how does Kristen, who lives in Northwest Indiana, the region, that's what we're supposed to call ourselves now. We used to call ourselves Northwest Indiana, but now like it's our area, which is just outside Chicago in Indiana, is now called the region. So like there's shirts that say the region. So I'm trying to get used to that. All of you Indiana hipsters, if I say Northwest Indiana on an accident, I mean to say the region. Anyway, side note, how does Kristen from the region know this girl? Krista from, we used to be Nova Scotia, but then ended up in Edmonton. So this is, um, I'm involved in network marketing. As most of you guys know, I'm with a company called Soul Naturals and Krista is as well. Um, But we originally met through another company. I won't say the name of, um, and we weren't on the same team. She was on the Canadian team. And I would say we were acquaintances more than friends. Is that what you would say, Krista? 
Absolutely, Kristen. Thanks for having me, actually. Yeah. I am super excited and feel super blessed that you reached out to me today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I am. I'm from the east coast of Canada in a small town called Glace Bay. And if you ask a lot of people to say I'm from Cape Breton, which is part of Nova Scotia, it's kind of like the Indiana regional thing. Yeah. Nobody says they're from Nova Scotia. We're from Cape Breton. We're very <laughs> proud of that. Um, and when I grew up, it was Canada's biggest town. Really? So it was that. That was the yeah. See. Oh, see, I already learned something new. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah. So I grew up there on the east coast of Canada, loved it. I love the ocean. Um I love the outdoors, and that's a great place to enjoy all of that, right? We have lots of beautiful hikes. Um, very average childhood. Grew up in your typical home, two parents, both who worked outside the home, but we also had a family business that my parents started when I was I can't remember if I was 10 or 12, somewhere in there. And it was a my dad had done photography before that for quite a few years. And then when he became a Christian, he said to my mother one day, we're going to open a Christian bookstore. And my mother said, you're crazy. And they did it. Really? See, I so, yeah, something else I know. that's new. <laughs> so I can look at a picture from Cape Breton and go, oh, my dad did your pictures. Like, it's really funny, oh. right? Wedding pictures or family pictures. I can quickly pick that out. Um so very average, right? I have a, yeah. a sister and a brother who are both younger than me. I'm the oldest of three. Um, and I always knew I loved the business. Like, so I, I think I knew at a young age, I was going to be an entrepreneur, but I had no idea what that was going to look like. And some days I still don't know. I think yeah. <laughs> I'm still yeah. figuring that out. Um, I wasn't popular per se. I was just your average person. I had a good group of friends. I had a very solid group of friends. Um, and I'm, i laugh this weekend I was just at a conference a couple of weeks ago and I someone said well nobody loves customer service and I put my head up and I said I actually love it yeah I loved we had some we did some really cool things um at my parents store and then I had a business at one point back um many years ago of my own um and we did like love your neighbor day and we gave out roses like I love that stuff like that fills my cup well, right? and you're and you're Canadian, so you're just you're just you're just nice like that. So before we get started and get totally into it, it is the month of November, and mm -hmm. one thing that I really try to focus on in November is gratitude. You know, being thankful. Um, and so I wanted to kind of start that with that with just like a little connection piece. What are some things that you are extremely grateful for right now today? That you like. right now um I'm thankful for my husband like he's my biggest cheerleader mm -hmm. he um loves on me he loves me unconditionally um even in my crazy days <laughs> and I'm super thankful for um my almost well, six and a half year old gonna be seven next year um daughter that we'll talk about later in this podcast I'll tell you the story of how she came to be grace um so I'm super thankful for her I'm just thankful that for the people that God keeps putting in my lives. I'm thankful that many moons ago, which it feels like many moons ago, and I'm sure it's 10, 10 plus years ago, easily, where, you know, we were on similar, at the same company on a different leg per se, we use the old terms, right? Mm -hmm. um, that I knew who you were. We were friends on Facebook, but we didn't know each other. Right. Right. Um, I'm just thankful that all these, like, I've got many stories of friends like that. And I'm just thankful for all these little blessings. Amen. Amen. And I, I, I've said it on previous podcasts and I'll say it again. That is the coolest thing about network marketing is the network part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, where, um, I can look at a map of the United States or in your case, the map of the United States and Canada, 
and truly feel like you have someone who loves you in many different areas across the countries and not, not just acquaintances. Like you are a friend, you are a friend, not an acquaintance, not a business partner, not a whatever. And we've seen each other through a lot of ups and downs. So that is actually what our podcast is about. And, um, I think this is episode six and I feel like God is making it clearer and clearer to me as we are going through these episodes, because like I said, at the beginning of this, I didn't, I don't even really know what I'm doing this for. I'm just trying to be faithful and to put my voice out there. But I really feel wholeheartedly that the point of this podcast is that God uses trials in times in our life that are really, really difficult um, for his glory and that he turns it into a triumph and that there's purpose in those moments. And I, I guess what my real hope for this is that people will find encouragement, whether or not they're going through the similar or, um, you know, maybe a different kind of trial, but they will see that while it stunk in the moment, it worked out, it worked out for the best and God does have purpose. So why don't we start from the beginning? Um, tell us a little bit of what you would say was your big, first big trial that you wanted to kind of reflect on with us. So my first one, um, I got married in 1999 to, um, it's tough because we're not together anymore, but at the time, you know, meant to be hundred percent. I don't speak bad of him. It was just a chapter in my life, but in our first year marriage, um, I wasn't feeling well and I had had issues with my thyroid through high school, like whatever, but nothing crazy. It was checked regularly. There was no issue. Was, there was a small nodule and I just was like, they're like, it's fine. It just, it happens. I'm like, okay, well then I wasn't feeling well. And I went to, I made a call the doctor to get in and they said, oh, um, the doctor was like, oh, you got married. You're in the process of buying a house. That's a stressful time. Work is changing. You're probably just stressed. And I was always very, knew what was happening inside my body. And I left the office and I went out to reception. And I said to the girls, when is my doctor back in? And they're like, she's back Monday. I said, I'd like her first available appointment that day because something's wrong. And this doctor's not listening. So I saw my doctor the next Monday. By Wednesday, I was in for some tests. And I think by Friday, we were planning my surgery because I knew the nodule had tripled in size and something was up. Still no big deal, we thought, because they're like, nodules are very common. It's a 7% chance it'll be cancer. I was 25 years old, like, right? Who talks about cancer at 25? So um, they're like, so we're going to remove half your thyroid and you'll still have your other half to function. We're just going to move that in the nodule and you'll have a great life. I'm like, okay. So I went in and had my surgery. It went perfectly well, no issues. I go back 10 days later for my follow-up appointment, which to this day, I still call my have a good life appointment where they're just gonna say, yeah, we got it. It was perfect. It was exactly like we thought, have a good life. So the nurse got me into the room. She was all fine. So I'm like, yeah, see, it's fine. I went by myself to this appointment. Well, my friend drove me, but she had her small children with me. So I went into the appointment by myself and the nurse said, Hey, I got to catch a bus. Do you mind if I leave? And the doctor will be in, in the next 10 minutes. I said, absolutely. Go get home. Like nobody wants to wait, you know, an hour for the next bus. 
And the doctor came in and he said, when we dissected this, Krista, we found out your nodule was cancer. And I'm like, what? Like, it was like, but I'm 25, I'm healthy, I'm happy. I'm like, what's happening? Um, so he said, you have some decisions to make now. We can remove the second half and do treatment. You can leave it as is. You have a 25% chance it'll come back in 10 to 15 years. Um, you get to decide, Krista, this is your decision, which I did appreciate, except it was a 7% chance it was going to be cancer. So I was like, I don't play odds very well, apparently. So let's just take the second half out. Let's do the treatment. It's only a treatment done for thyroid cancer. It's called radioactive iodine. Like, let's do all the things. Let's get me back. I want me back because I was feeling miserable. Um, so we did it six weeks later. I was in and then about eight, 10 weeks later, I had my treatment. And then I, you know, then started the process of trying to find what synthroid levels were going to work for me, which took a year and a half. And that's okay. I think God was just slowing me down for a while. Right. So I just fortunately was able to take the time off work. Um, and just really paused and just spent time with friends and family that could pour into me. It's funny because people are like, you had cancer? And I always say, I didn't even know I had cancer until after it was removed from my body. So I think I'm an anomaly that way. Well, um, because it's it happened that so fast. It happened fast, but like the second half, the second half had my of my thyroid had no cancer. Oh. So once it was removed, hmm. I didn't know I had cancer until it was removed. Like yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen, but it's because I listened to myself and I was true to myself at the end of the day. Right. So that's my thing. I'm like, always listen, Right. always listen. Right. Right. And it's funny because I actually have nodules and I'm like, Ooh, good thing. I'm getting them checked out. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but the nodules are super duper common you know, and it's, it's the, it's the power of attitude as, as you're going through that. So what happened after well, that? Well, it's funny you say attitude. Cause the nurse, when I went back the next time to plan the next surgery, the nurse came over and she apologized to me. And she's like, Chris, I didn't read your report because we didn't think your report was going to be a report, right? It was just going to be a, have a good life appointment. And she's like, but you came in positive. Like you had already beat it. I said, I did already beat it. I'd already decided I was going to beat it. Hmm right? It's like, and I know that's not the case. For, I've lost friends to cancer. So it's not always the case, but I truly believe your attitude helps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And reflecting on that, I'm trying to think we had Ashley on with Melanie talking mm -hmm. about the yeah. power of attitude. And then my niece, Madison, she, um, she did an episode, you know, 16 year old kid with cancer and yeah. same with her, the power of attitude, just yeah. And in everything, in, in, in anxiety, depression, you know, whatever, um, joy is a choice. I really, really believe that you don't just wake up. Well, I mean, sometimes I do, but a lot of times I just don't wake up and I'm like, I'm joyful. <laughs> it really, it no. really is a choice. It is a choice. It is a choice. And like I said, I've lost people to cancer. My friend, my friends have lost kids and whatever, um, and I know you've read the same book as me, but like speaking of joy, I I read it and follow it often. It's Jessica's book, Bring the Joy, right? Because it's true. Mm. It is a total mental game changer. Yep. Yep. It is. So what happened after the cancer? After the cancer, um, I lived a good life. Like I was happy. I was healthy. Um, 
somewhere after that is when I met you. So, I mean, we were like, I was working out, I was taking care of me. Um, I was doing all the things and life was good. Um, I was trying to have a baby and it never happened and it never happened. I know you're going to be like, but she said she had grace. If you're listening, well, that's part of the story, but I tried for a long time. Um, and it was a crazy season in that way. Cause it was, it did, you know, it did mess with my mind a lot. It did hurt a lot. There's a lot of tears. Um, those that have had problems with infertility, you know, every time that your period starts, you cry, right? There's a lot of tears. Um, and then I have friends that got pregnant the first month and they'd be like, I'd be celebrating with them, but crying on the inside. So that was a long, I went through years and years of that, years of that. Um, and I just, it was interesting. So I was at a women's retreat back, um, I don't know, 10 ish years ago too. And God said, I need you to go pray for that girl. She's trying to have kids. And I'm like, God, I can't pray for this girl. And he's like, no, I need you to go pray for her. Right. She'd had a couple of miscarriages and I'm like, mm-hmm. and your point is it's a little, I had moments and he's like, go pray for her. And she's like, how did you know what I needed you to pray for? And I'm like, I just knew. And a couple months later on her social media, she posted that she was pregnant. And I'm like, God, you have such a crazy sense of humor. Anyway, just before that, my marriage actually broke down. Mm. The one where I got married at 24, he came in, he told me he didn't love me anymore. He loved someone else. And they were, and they had a baby together. Okay. Talk about knocking you off your feet. Yeah. Um, it did. It was hard to find joy those days. I'm not going to lie. It was hard. Um, I cried to God. I'm like, what? I did all the things though. Him and I did go for counseling. Um, we did a couple interesting things in that. We did um, our counselor work through some stuff. We both committed to 90 days of working on us. Um, and we did love dare. And it's a really cool devotional if you've never done it. It's a cool thing for any family, What's any marriage to do. Love dare. Love dare. Um, Love dare. I'm going to like, if you're listening now and you're in a tough spot in your marriage, go find that book. I've recommended a couple of times and it didn't save my marriage. So I can't promise you that, but I can promise that it will save you. Hmm. Okay. Um, it basically is 90 days of, of reconnecting. So one day I had to write thing. Um, a letter to my husband of things I loved about him when I met, like why I met him, why I married him. One was like, make his favorite meal. One was write things that, you know, he does that hurt you. Like I did all those. It was hard. But at the end of the 90 days, um, I knew our marriage was over. He wasn't even, he actually didn't do his 90 days. And I called our counselor and I said, I'm not doing this. He's not doing it. He said, you're not doing it for him. You're doing it for you. You wrote that contract between you and God talk about slapping you in the face. <laughs> it's like, what? And I'm like, so I finished it. I did it. I sent him all these emails with all these things as I knew he was moving forward with another woman. But you want to what? At the end of those 90 days, I could look at me and go, I did what God called me to do. Okay. Um, so I did, I did all the hard. And I, like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm anything but but I did what I needed to do because he wanted me. He said to me before he left, I wish you would hate me. It would make it easier for me to walk out. And I said, I will never hate you because I have to live with that hate in my heart. And I'm not letting you do that to me. 
like, right. I just, I wasn't doing it. I was, I was, what I learned from the first counselor was you're bigger than that. You're stronger than that. Amen. And, and it's not worth living in hate. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Whew. <laughs> that, that, that is, that is some powerful stuff. It's, and, and people like, I don't often, I mean, Kristen, we've been around each other a long time. So, you know, most of this story, there's pieces I know, cause I can see your face that you didn't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, but I don't say it because I'm any better. I say it because it's real, but I also don't like introduce myself as that. I introduce myself as, hi, I'm Krista. I'm Krista at the end of the day. Right. Right. Um, but did God just let me release? And then he let me move forward. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm never going through this again. Like, I'm like, I'm going to learn to love me and be single the rest of my life and figure out what that's going to look like. And I was okay with all of that. I was completely at peace. And it was kind of funny because in the middle of that, because he left in October, he told me on Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving. That's why it's yes. October for all US October, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he told me, I, you know, there's a baby and I want to move forward with her. And so that Christmas, um, I'd known Brian my entire life, like since junior high, we met at Bible camp together. And he was just my one of my best friends. Like those that knew us, knew us. Like one year, my mother said something and my sister goes, it's just Brian. He's not a guy because he was just Brian. He was just my Brian. Like he was my grounding place, but in a very um, platonic way. So he's like, I'm going to, he wasn't going to come for home for Christmas to Cape Breton. And then I'm like, no, 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 come on home. Like you always come home. You're always around. Like, not that he was coming home to me, but like, I was excited. And he's like, I can't come. And I'm like, and so then he said, no, I'm going to come. And he came home for three weeks to make sure I was okay. Like Aww. talk about a good man. Um, He came home for three weeks and nothing like people like whatever, after he left, like a couple months later, actually, I think it was one of my dear friends, Stacy, I said, he's kind of cute. And she literally said, looks at me in the eye and goes, you're just noticing that now <laughs> you've been friends with him for like 25 years. It's like God, God like, had him set aside and just opened your eyes to it. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So, um, about almost two years after my whole, like, whatever we did get married and we weren't even married two years and then came grace. Ooh. Um, so it's crazy. Like I look back and I'm like, Oh, um, like I could, I, it's funny because I remember different parts of it differently and talk about just following, you know, whatever God's called you to do. Well, I was asked to speak. Oh, go ahead. Say, why don't you pause and say how old you were when grace came <laughs> after how many years yeah. of infertility, right? I was 42 when grace was born. I was 41 when I got pregnant. And so technically it was 18 years of praying for a baby. Yes. Yes. Um, so, which is powerful, but you know, what's funny. And I was at a women's retreat, the same, the same one. I was asked to speak on environment and how God uses your environment. And I did this whole big thing on it. And as I'm writing it, and as I'm even speaking it at this room full of ladies, 
he's like, and yours is about to change. And I'm like, mine's about to change. Like, what are you talking about, God? Like, I literally, I didn't know what it was yet. And that was in the spring. And Brian came home in June of that year from, he was commuting to Alberta back to Nova Scotia for work. He'd be away for 21 days and home for eight. And I didn't love it. Like, I just was like, I'm done with this. I want to be together. So he, he came home and I said, oh, I've called a real estate agent and I'm putting the house on the market and I'm moving to Alberta. And he's like, you're what? He's like, are you sure? And I said, I'm sure it's time. It's time for me to like change. It's time. I didn't know what even that meant. I just knew that's where I was supposed to be. So what most people don't know, and um, sorry, everybody, if this is TMI, but Brian's stayed home with me. We got everything ready. Not everything. We started to do a big purge. He went out, he did a double hitch in Alberta because I said, stay out there because I want you to take time off when I get there so we can find a house and figure out what this is, new environment is going to look like. So I packed the whole house um, by myself with, with some friends and family, obviously in Nova Scotia, because I didn't, I had a huge tribe there. I didn't need them. So Brian left for Alberta um, and I came out five weeks behind him. But on his last night in Nova Scotia, apparently we decided we were going to make a baby. And so what I don't know, what so when I got to Alberta weeks after him, right, and I get off the plane and I said, um, I think we need to buy a test because <laughs> something's up. I feel off, something's up. And I knew I was late. Mm. Um, and well, and then I didn't even think I was late because I was, I was the one that spotted for the first three months of my pregnancy too. So I just thought, oh, well, that's just a weird one because everyone's like, you know, I'm like just busy and stressed, even though I knew I was at complete peace. But what I didn't talk about earlier was my byproduct of cancer was insane hormones. Hmm. And so I'm sorry if you have too many, if you have um, too many male listeners, cover yours for about 30 seconds here. I had really awful periods, all the bad things, the cramping, the heavy bleeding, the all the things like excruciating pain passing blood clots I had all of it and my other byproduct of cancer was hot flashes so at this point by the time Grace was born I'd been 18 years of hot flashes and what was worse is once we got to Alberta we found a house we got settled I probably cried because I'm like, I have no tribe here. Like, what am I going to do? My brother is in Edmonton on the West end of the city. And I'm just East of the city in Sherwood park. So we're about 30 minutes, but I was like, but still I left everything behind God, like what? And then my hormones, they got worse. I, I was the one that still had my period the whole time I breastfed. I was the one now my hot flashes tripled. Okay. So I went from like, you know, a couple a day to three, four a night and eight, 10, 12 in the day. Like I was miserable, miserable. Did you tell me at one point that you'd like have to change your sheets and your clothes in the middle of the night? Yeah. And then I'm like, what am I going to do when I hit menopause? I mean, I was close to there because I had her at 42, but what am I going to do? You can't get any worse than this. Right. right. Um, so I was just like, what is happening? Like, I just was like, this is, this can't be real life. And I was the one that I, I still say to this day, Grace almost could have tricked me into having 10 if I wasn't so stinking old when I had her. Um, Cause she started sleeping through the night at like six weeks. Like, please don't come at me ladies. 
because it's not normal. I'm fully aware, but I always say, God made me wait 18 years for he's going to give me a good baby. I mean, Hey, there's days, you know, but anyway, I think I was too old to be up 10 times in the night. God's like, <laughs> I can't do that to her. So I was a mess though. I was like, that was probably in a weird way. I remember crying to God and going, God, I know that you want me to have her. I know that I'm supposed to, I know all the things, but this isn't what I thought it would be. Right. I was like, I I want to enjoy it. I want to love motherhood. Like I've dreamt of this moment. Like what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just, I was like, I was, I was a complete mess. And but like, you're, not, you're not the only one. I, I know that there's, I can think of other people who have struggled with infertility and then when they have the baby, they struggle with postpartum or, you know, things like that. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. why, why, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's definitely a test of faith. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was harder on me than my cancer and my divorce. How, like, because this was forever, right? Like I was keeping her. And what I didn't tell you, and she'll tell you, it's really funny because she's like, um, I waited 18 years for her and she was named Grace because of God's grace. Mm-hmm. Because after 18 years, he was, I mean, he's always faithful, Kristen. You and I know that, yes. but he was truly faithful, yes. right? And gave me my dream. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I moved out and like, I have, I have slowly found a good tribe here. Um, like all the things. Right. So, um, so I did, I always had hormonal shows, even like through, I remember like through high school, like it was bad, all the things, like I, all the things I won't even get into too much, like 28 days between no Krista was 18 to 21 days, but like, it was just, everything was whatever. And I remember actually, and Krista, I think, you know, this story, I was following you on social media and I remember you're like talking about not taking naps anymore because of your adrenal fatigue. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's not taking naps. Like, what is that like? Because now I was like, I was, I, I am the nap girl. <laughs> you're the nap girl. You were the nap girl. And then you're saying about, oh, I don't need a nap. And I'm like, what's in your dang cup? Because mm-hmm. at that point we were with the same company and I'm like, there's no, we don't have it. Like, what's she doing? Right. And I reached out and you told me. And I was like, well, I got nothing to lose at this point. It can't get any worse. And I ordered my, my vital and my maca. Mm-hmm. That were my big things because of hormones and I needed energy. Oh, and the cinemate. And I'm like, I got nothing to lose. And I drank the vital the first time. And I was like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever drank. Cause I'm a water. As we're both drinking it right now. We're both literally <laughs> drinking it. And I can't live without it now. It is one of those so, things. I like to, I like the, we're talking about Soul Vital for those of you guys who are curious. It's a, it's a chlorophyll blend from the company Soul Naturals we're with. And the thing about it, it, it can be kind of polarizing. I liked it right from the start, but I also yep. was broken down protein shakes and stuff like that for years. Um, But yeah, some of my best customers are the ones that are like, I literally had to choke that down for a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I, but I felt better. So I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to just give it the, cause I was like, I paid for this stuff. I'm going to like, I'm, I'm somewhat cheap some days. And I'm like, I paid for it. I have to drink it. But do you know what was fun? Within a week, I didn't have any more hot flashes. Mm. With the maca. With the with maca. The soul maca. 
Yeah, no, like the maca was a game changer. I think the vital complements the maca really well is what I feel. Yeah. Um, because it does both. Um, but I was like, wait a minute. I was like, all of a sudden, it was like I don't have hot flashes. So I went from a hormonal mess to like loving life, sleeping. My friend said when I found out I was pregnant, and I'm like, but I'm old. And she's an uh, a maternity nurse. And she goes, yeah, but Chrissy, you, you've never slept since I've known you. So like, you'll be fine getting up in the night. And I'm like, right. So I started sleeping through the night. Mm-hmm. I was, cause I wasn't up three times with half lashes and it was like, oh, this is what motherhood is. And I remember embracing it. And, and yes, I still get tired. I'm, I'm old, I'm old yeah. people. Hey, I still take people, naps but- sometimes. But it's, <laughs> it's not like it used to be, <laughs> right? No, I remember when you messaged me and you were like, I didn't have any hot flashes, Kristen. And I was like, products don't work that fast for their supplements, you know, Krista, like give it some time or whatever. And you were like, no, I'm not even kidding you. Yeah. I don't, I'm not having any hot flashes. They're like gone. So I got to put yeah. a disclaimer, product disclaimer, that results are not typical or whatever. No, and I tell people that. Everyone's like, how long did it take for you? And I'm like, please don't go by mine because I was the anomaly. It was I like, truly believe it. Literally so within a few days. Yeah, I was like, it, it was like, oh. Like I said, I think it was a combination of finally sleeping and whatever. Um, But I don't say that to dismiss it. It's like, it was a game changer. It literally gave me my life back. Um, because what I did mention is when it was really bad and I was up all night and I remember saying to Brian, pick up anything for supper. I don't even care. Well, mm. what's the worst thing to do? It's eat fast food, yeah. right? You feel worse, but I didn't care. I was too tired and too hormonal to care. Right. Right. And I'm like, it's like, it was, it was like, and I don't say that lightly. I don't, I live in a state of, or I try to live in a state of like joy and gratitude, but it was like, there was no joy, no gratitude for a season there. Right. Like it was dark. Um, so I was like ecstatic. And I'm now about in January, Kristen, I'll be celebrating seven years hot flash free. Like, to me, it's as big a celebration as being cancer free. Yeah. Because if you know, you know. Yeah. And I am now in peri slash menopause. I'm in the middle, like I'm very close to full blown menopause and still no hot flashes. That's amazing. Right. Like, and people around me are like, oh my goodness. Right. So, well, yeah. and that's, you know, I'm a, I'm a few years behind you, but that's what I've heard from people is that menopause doesn't have to be super hard. You no. Know, and I it's, think it's going to be, thing. it's going to be a transition and you know, don't all you women out there who are listening to me, who are like, you have no idea what's coming. I don't have any idea what's coming, but I I do believe that if you take good care of your body, you know, and try to eat as well as you can, you know, it's hard and to get some exercise in and supplementation and all of that, that, you know, it it's, it's a change, but it doesn't have to be the end, you know, like a total breakdown. Well, I remember thinking like this was normal, right? Heavy periods, um, cramps. Like I thought that was normal my entire life because I was led to believe it's just the cards I was dealt. Right. And then I remember when eventually, because all that got better, periods got better, the blood Mm. clot stopped, like all the things. And I remember going, oh, 
and I think I told this um, one time on another call or on at a, when I spoke at one of the soul conventions that I felt like, oh, the, that the commercial, I always didn't like the commercials for whether it was pads or tampons and the, the girls on her period running through the fields like dancing. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not real. Like we're barely getting out of bed. And I'm like, oh, like, I think that's part of it. We have to stop normalizing feeling miserable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And realize there can be, like you said, results are different for person to person right? There's our extra disclaimer. However, yeah. it is possible and find what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is powerful. And I, just so you guys know, like Krista and I don't rehearse this or anything before we talk, like we literally just jot down a, a literal outline and Krista, I have to say, I've heard your story before, but hearing it again, just reminds me of how powerful you know, um, little decisions can be. And the fact that, you know, you kind of, how do I say it? You kind of were like, what do I have to lose? You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, obviously I'm not trying to, to plug like, Hey, go buy my products at soul naturals, but I'm saying with life in general, you know, yeah, like, what do you have to lose? Give it a try you know, whether it be supplements or it be a Bible study or it be an exercise program or whatever, um, sometimes just putting yourself out there and um, taking that chance can can really be life-changing. So, well, I wanted to kind of wrap it up with, I call it my give back moment. And the give back moment is, you know, maybe a favorite charity, uh, a Facebook, Instagram account that you like to follow, um, something that inspired you, a way that you give back. Um, what what would you think of when I say give back? This was the one thing we did. She did tell me about ladies and gentlemen, yes, and that I was did. the one thing I struggled with. So sorry, I have a lot of things. Um, and there's somebody out there listening, Kristen, that was in yours and mine shoe that was struggling with extreme fatigue, hormonal anxiety, ridden, like all the things. And they just were whatever. Um, I want them to reach out to me. Um, find me, Kristen, will, you know, find Kristen. She'll get in touch. I'm going to send you um, some, I'm going to send you some stuff from soul. I want you to feel better. I don't know who you are. The other thing I want you to do um, because she's taught me so much besides Kristen um, <laughs> <laughs> is my friend Jessica Jansen and her book is called Bring the Joy. Follow her on Instagram. Um, if you're having a rough day, she's very real. Um, and she just, she's taught me what true joy is. Um, I don't want to slam his handle. Follow me if you want on Instagram. I am on there. Um, and I do love what I do, but it's not even about that. I just know that somebody's listening that doesn't feel well right now mm -hmm. that just is like yeah but you know she doesn't know what I'm going through no I don't I don't pretend to right but if you're like that tired mom your hormones like whatever that means for you is crazy um, I just want to give back to you I don't know who you are right um, but I'm just gonna pray that whoever you are and hey maybe you'll love it Maybe you'll, you know, be the next anomaly like me that'll be messaging Kristen going, it's only been a week and I feel better. And <laughs> I would love to hear that story again. Um, 
but I just want you to um, challenge you, right? Jessica yeah. does have an organization that is near and dear to my heart. So follow her. And if you're led to give back to love for Lewiston, then please do it. Uh, and is I'm it not Jessica, tell her story. Jessica Jensen? Is it J-E-N-S-O-N? No, J-A-N-Z-E-N. And it's the Jessica Jansen is her Instagram handle. Actually, I realized after I said that. Okay, I'll I'll link it in the um, notes. Yeah, right. Like, go follow her, listen to her story, and give to her charity. That's where I'm going to pick. Awesome, awesome. Well, I feel like I'm a big deal now. I had an international guest, <laughs> <laughs> and a dear, dear friend. Thank you, Krista. Um, Do you want to know what's funny? Yes. I recently, we talked about this briefly and I just want to touch on that. Go after your goals if you're listening, because yeah. my goal, I just recently put on my goal that I want to be on a podcast and I barely put it on my, my one day goals, um, as I like to call them. And Kristen's like, I want you to do this. And then I had someone reach out to me last week at the conference that she also wants to tell me, tell my story with hormones on hers. Like who would have thought? The, yeah, I know. Right. Like, um, so actually I have to follow up with her this week, but go after your goals, go after your dreams. And it's never too late. Yeah. Yeah. God's got a purpose for each Absolutely. and every one of us. All right. Well, thank you to Miss Krista Shepard for being on today and for sharing your, um, your stories. And I'm so grateful for your friendship. And for those of you guys who were listening, thank you for being here. Um, thank you for listening. Just a reminder, subscribe, share, send to your friends. Um, and we are, Really excited for the episode next week. It is a uh, a dear friend, uh, local friend, um, who oh I won't even say anymore. Let's just say she's got a great story, and you guys are going to have to stay tuned for that one. So, all right, that's it. Have a great day, guys. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you were inspired and moved today. Since this podcast is self-sponsored, I just want to take a minute and tell you about something that helps me to be an overcomer every single day. It's my favorite product from Soul Naturals called Cinemate. Cinemate is an herbal blend of just five ingredients that gives me all the energy that I need without the crash or shakes, balances my blood sugar, and gives me the clarity to get all the things I need to get done like this podcast. And of course, it's great for building up my immune system and digestive health as well. Do me a favor, go check it out at soulnaturals.com backslash Kristen and use my code Kristen to get $10 off your first order. That's soul as in S-O-L-L-E. Seriously, thanks for listening. It does mean a lot. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and send to a friend who you think would be blessed by it. And I'll see you next week.